0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Hello, 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 hello. Amen, amen. Welcome to Christ Fellowship Church. Welcome to the North Georgia Revival, week number 125. Come on, somebody, you better get up on your feet. This is week number two of the relaunch, but week 125 in total. So go ahead and high-five somebody around you. Tell them you better get ready for what's happening in this place. What's happening in this place? We want to welcome all of those who are watching by Facebook Live. Welcome all of those who are watching by ISN Network. Can we put our hands together for all of those who are watching by ISN, Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network tonight. All those who are watching by Facebook Live, YouTube, however you're watching all over the world, we say welcome to the North Georgia Revival here at Christ Fellowship Church in Dawsonville. As we prepare to shut the doors and Read our scripture. Can we go ahead? We want to invite you down even now. Go ahead and come and fill up the altar even now. Hug somebody on your way down because there's no telling what's going to happen from this point moving forward. There is no telling what miracle is going to come during praise and worship. There's no telling what breakthrough is coming to your house. As the first keynote is played, as the first song is sang, you never know what breakthrough is ready, but you're not waiting on God, I promise. You're not not waiting on Him. He is waiting on us. He is waiting on us. And the declaration from our lips. Amen. It is such a beautiful sight. What I'm seeing is very beautiful. It's good to see you this evening. If you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7 great expectation is in the house do you feel what we feel do you sense what we sense the king is here he is here he's here he's here he he didn't have to walk in the room he was already here we walked in on what he's doing Luke chapter 7 beginning in verse 11 the Bible says now it happened now it happened you see you see you're going to be explaining tomorrow and Tuesday what what happened see see I came in and I and I had a limp something was wrong with my leg my 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 knee my, my ankle was locked up I came in with a limp but then it happened I came in and I could not hear out of my left ear there was a, there was some deafness there but then but then it happened The Bible says in Luke 7 now it happened the day after that that he went to a city called Nain and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd and when he came near the gate of the city behold a dead man was being carried out the only son of his mother and she was a widow and a large crowd was with her when the Lord saw her he had deep compassion on her and he said do not weep don't weep don't cry don't weep then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still and he said young man I say to you arise so he who was dead sat up and began to speak some of us came in carrying dead things some of us came in we didn't realize it but we we came in with coffins coffins of complacency coffins of chaos coffins of compromise there's all kind of coffins we carried in But I got good news for you. You came through and there was the funeral procession, but all of a sudden Jesus just touches the coffin and that dead thing on the inside of you begins to leap. That dead thing on the inside of you comes back to life. That dead thing on the inside of you back home is getting resurrected tonight because Jesus is here and he wants to touch you. He wants to touch you. He wants to touch you in the Middle East. He wants to touch you in Los Angeles, California. He wants to touch you in Chicago. He wants to touch you all over the land. He wants to move and touch dead things. So right now, lift up your hands. Even now, as we begin to sing and worship and declare, the king is here and he's gonna touch my coffin. I came in with something dead. I can't hear. I got a blind eye. I got a liver disorder. I have stage four cancer, but that thing is going to be resurrected. Jesus said, little boy, I say to you, arise, arise, arise. Father, we lift up our hands and we declare you are good. Your mercy endures forever. And tonight, dead things come back to life in Jesus name.
1: The God I serve knows only how to try
2: lift your hands all across the building tonight. I'm telling you, I sense the presence of the Lord so strong. We were in our communion service just a few moments ago with our leadership, and the fire of the Lord fell into the room, the glory of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we're here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to give you complete domination of this room. Lord, there's all type of needs and struggles and heartaches and brokenness and sicknesses and addictions in this room and emptiness that are far beyond what a man can meet. Even our most well-thought-out sermons and steps and formulas will leave us completely inept and unable to meet the demands of the deepest and the darkest of the soul. So Lord, this flesh, this humanity, we step aside and we give preeminence to the king, the author and the finisher of our faith. We step aside so the first may come and do everything between the first and the last and accomplish your perfect will for all humanity in this room. God, I declare over this atmosphere and those that are at home, we declare complete and total lordship of Jesus Christ. And we declare, Father, that every stronghold, every devil, every rogue fault in our minds will submit themselves to you. We release you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. We release you, Jesus. I want us to go into that song a few moments ago that we did in the room, and I want us to transition from the amen to holy. Can we do that? While we were in the communion room just a moment ago, we were singing that amen, 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 and the Lord said, change it to holy, holy, holy. And there was a shift in the room. Sometimes our worship can be centered on us, about our needs and what God's going to do for us and how he's going to bring us a breakthrough. The Bible makes it very clear that when the glory of God would come, they were either ministering to the Lord or laying their lives on the altar. There's something about ministering to him in the midst of all of your shame and hurt and frustration, if you'll lose yourself in Him. So here, let's sing this to the Lord. Come on, let's turn the lights down just a little bit. Get ready to open the words. This past Tuesday and Wednesday, we were in Martinsville, Indiana. I'm going to show you some pictures, maybe a little bit disturbing. I want you to turn the lights down a little bit if you can, so our screens will show up. First of all, I'll just begin with this one right here, which is a really good one. So if you'll pull that up on, this, on the side screens, guys, thank you. That one. Am I controlling this? Bring me the four up, please. Just the four up on the the side screens. That's okay, Daniel. Just bring me up the four pictures, please. Thank you. Thank you. All right. There we are. Here's a young girl that got into the water. In fact, uh, her name is Helen. And I want you to notice something very unusual. You can't see it very good, but there's something going on in America that is just alarming about people cutting themselves and feeling uh, a release when they cut themselves. This was her scars, the before and the afters you'll notice on her right arm on the top right picture both arms were covered with complete scars just like that we began to anoint her with oil and began to baptize her she began to weep and fall under conviction and repent for the way that she had believed a lie that she was unworthy and that she felt like she needed to harm herself the scars on her right arm which are to your left in the top right corner disappeared about 40%. They were not all gone, but I witnessed with my own eyes, the top right picture, her left arm, all of her scars, 100% disappeared right in front of us. And I just got a, a text this morning that they're continuing to disappear and to dissipate as they continue to seek the Lord. This is multiple times that we have seen miracles of scars disappearing. I don't know why one arm disappeared as far as the scars and the other one didn't. It's not for me to figure out at all. Uh, We just rejoice at what we did receive, and uh, we thank God for that. Amen? Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Well, praise the Lord. Greet somebody around. Just shake their hand if you would, please. Love on one another for the next few moments. Is so good. Are you glad to be at the North Georgia Revival tonight? Come on, are you glad to be at the North Georgia Revival tonight? Well, we're just thrilled to see you here. And uh, we had such a powerful worship service and encounter this morning here at uh, Christ Fellowship Church. It was the Canail Ministry Training Center graduation. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we graduated over a hundred, I think literally over 170 students online on demand as well here on campus today. So let's rejoice that. Put your hands together. Wow. Praise God, praise God. I have a few announcements that I need to make to you. Number one is, Number one is that, uh, excuse me, August the 8th, August the 8th, David Hogan's going to be here with us. August the 8th, David Hogan will be here at our men's conference. You're not gonna wanna miss this at all. So all men, make sure that you sign up. You can go to cfchurch.tv and register. Get your men here, pastors and leaders, get them here for that Saturday. Then he'll be ministering Sunday morning here at Christ Fellowship. Also, Sunday night at the Revival. And then a special service on Monday night for two hours. It will be a teaching session right here for our Caneo Ministry Training Center. Uh, It'll be a public class. All of you that can come, uh, make sure you're here. And that is on Monday. So that's the 8th, 9th, and 10th. And then September 14th and 15th, our North Georgia Revival Leaders and Pastors Conference. I want you guys to know that that is available for registration today. Uh, for the next two weeks, I believe it is the next two weeks, maybe a little bit longer, but two weeks. We're extending, uh, I should say, we're having the discount of literally thirty percent registration fee on that. So, uh, if you register four people, the fifth person comes free. So, if you are a pastor, staff members, if you work in any capacity in the church, if you're an usher on the worship team, make sure you're a part of this. John Kilpatrick will be here with us. Praise God, David Giamona. It's going to be remarkable, so please put that on your calendar as well. All right, let's stand to our feet, receive our offering tonight. I am thrilled to be able to encourage you today to give. What an incredible group of people tonight. Look around. This is phenomenal. I mean, this is COVID. Imagine what if we didn't have COVID going on. Amen? Wow. Praise His holy name. You don't want to miss next Sunday night either because uh, Pastor Robbie Mathis from Freedom Tabernacle will be preaching. Wow. The dude is a walking Bible. He's a walking Bible. Every time he preaches, he weeps, he cries, he dances, he shouts, he runs, he does all of that. And the glory of God falls in the building. I want you to do something for me. I want you to help us. I want you to help us host the presence of the Lord with a very generous offering tonight. I'm telling you, I was saying to my people this morning, wherever the glory of the Lord is, they are blessings, they are blessings. Uh, We have tremendous expenses every Sunday night as we host the revival. We doubled our security capacity. Uh, We are literally meeting needs throughout the community the best that we can. We're here all the time. We're baptizing people through the week when they need it. Just please help us host his presence well. So please give a generous offering if you could. Those that are at home, you can give online. You can text the gift. So if everybody did something tonight, it would make a tremendous difference. I'm talking about a tremendous difference if you would help us tonight. So we're going to do that. I am so honored to have in the building tonight also a lead pastor from Stewart, Virginia. Pastor David and Pastor Deborah Coleman. I want to ask them to come very quickly right up here. Would you make them feel welcome from Stuart, Virginia? And I want you, I want you guys just to to listen to just a brief story of of what's happened in Stuart with you guys. How the North Georgia Revival has impacted the uh, the community of Stuart, Virginia. Bishop, you were scheduled to go and preach up there, so it's going to come. You had to come down here to hear him. I know it. And so that will be re- reconnected. But uh, Pastor David, just take a moment and tell us what's going on in Stewart, Virginia with uh, the baptisms and the move of God that's happening up there. Amen.
3: Uh, I know that I was just, just telling Todd before we came, we just set our baptism pool back up. We set it up outside. And so we're looking forward to that. Praise God. will be happening on, the, I think, next week when we after we get back. But just to give a little quick uh, praise report, I know last year that when we came down, we were both baptized in the water and uh, in pastoring, you get kind of weary, you get kind of tired. But I remember that after we left that night, we sat down, we talked to Todd and right over here and uh, just the spirit of the Lord was just moving and and he looked at us and we just looked at him and said, you're coming to steward, aren't you? And he said, yes, we are. And so, uh, you know, the presence of the Lord was there. We were just weeping and crying. And uh, because we just got refreshed in the power of the Lord and in his presence and we went back to our church And one of the things that was so awe-striking to me is because I really love prayer meetings and our church is a praying church But I loved what I felt when I came that morning because we came to early morning prayer meeting And so just the presence of the Lord that was here But when we went back my entire church saw the difference that was in us And uh, you know, so we were just yeah, let's give the Lord a praise offering for that praise God and God's presence has been so powerful and so strong. And then all of a sudden, you know, we were just coasting along and doing good. Had lots of plans, and COVID hit. And I believe that's a devil. <laughs> but God's greater than COVID. And somebody say, "Amen." I hate to say that name, but uh, you know, uh, God has been good. And things, we're just looking forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do. Because I'm going to tell you. Uh, You can encounter God in the water. It's like I told my people before Todd came. I said, you know, it's not about that water. It's about who you encounter in the water. And so we had an encounter with with God, with the Holy Spirit. And uh, things have never been the same since then. We're looking for better things to come. Amen.
4: And we've came again tonight for refreshing. And I think about COVID and I think about that name Corona. There's not but one crown and that's Jesus' crown. That's the Corona that I'm focused on. And Lance, we're going to get you back. You're going to redeem it. We know. We know you're coming. But we came all the way to here. No, not really. We came to be refreshed because we need it again. This man had accurate words of wisdom and knowledge over David and myself. And uh, we came with my son tonight and some friends and, uh, from Stewart, Virginia. And we are just honored to be here with Todd and Karen and Lance. Thank you so much. And thank you, Jesus. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you so much. God bless.
2: Let's give tonight. Would you, Father, we bless you for this opportunity to sow seed into the kingdom. Lord, we thank you that our partners that are online, that are going to be participating in this extended moment of worship, of giving and sacrificing, so your work can go on. We bless every giver tonight. We celebrate them. Now, Lord, press down, shaken together. May it run back all over them, overwhelm them. May man put it right back into their lives. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just remain standing as we receive the offering. I'm going to introduce my friend and get him to preach. I love Bishop Lance Johnson. He was here on a Saturday night when the presence of God came on February the 10th. He was here Sunday morning, February the 11th, and said, Bishop, can you stay over and preach on a Sunday night? And it was February the 11th. 2018 when the glory of god fell in this room and pastor i just want you to know how much the north georgia revival loves you how much we celebrate you honor you and recognize you and your wonderful wife lisa lisa and the powerful church relevate church in ranger georgia i want you to take your liberty night promise me one thing obey the holy ghost just obey what jesus says We're going to have two altar calls today. One, we're going to be releasing people to be baptized as soon as Bishop is through preaching, and then the altar is going to be open for us to pray and to lay hands on anybody and everybody that needs prayer tonight. So uh, please stay around for that. God's going to meet you right where you are. Put your hands together and help me welcome Pastor Lance Johnson from Relevate Church, Ranger,
5: Georgia. Come on, y'all give the Lord some praise tonight. Come on, you can do better than that. Give him some real praise tonight. Don't you know he inhabits your praises? Come on, listen, not just another church thing. Come on, get your voice up tonight. God, we thank you tonight. You are our refuge and our strength and our strong power, Lord. We give you praise for who you are tonight, God. We praise you. You've been our deliverer, our healer tonight. You're the restorer of the family, God. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. Amen. Praise God. Well, I'm excited to be back at the North Georgia Revival, excited to be ministering tonight this word. I feel a shaking in the atmosphere. Anybody feel that? I feel a holy rumble in the atmosphere tonight. I believe God's going to do some things tonight supernaturally. I believe some people are going to be set free tonight. Some shackles and chains are going to fall to the ground. I believe tonight some cancer is going to dissipate and go away tonight. I believe some marriages are coming to this altar tonight to be healed in the name of Jesus. I believe people from around the world are going to receive the goodness of what God intends to do in their life. Amen. I believe some folks are going to quit running from God tonight and they're going to run to God tonight. Some folks been hiding their gifted and calling. They're about to come out of their shell tonight, amen? Come on, God's going to do some great exploits, and I'm glad that you're here to share this moment with us tonight, and I'm just so excited to, uh, uh, to be a part of what God is doing in this hour. A lot of people have a lot of questions about what are going on, all of the difficulties and the challenges, but I want you to know this is the church's finest hour. This is the greatest opportunity that we have ever known as a body of believers to rise in this moment, not by our own strength, not by our own abilities, not by all of our protocol, but rise in the power of the Lord God Almighty that lives on the inside of us. It's time for the church to rise in power and authority to recognize who lives and abides in us, the one that dwells on the inside of us, the same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead lives and abides on the inside of every one of us as believers. And it's time that we release that. Our nation needs a move of God. We don't just need another political uh, 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 agenda. We need a move of God, church. We don't have political problems. We don't have race problems in America. I'm going to say it. I'm saying it all the time. We don't have a race problem. We don't have a drug problem. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We don't have a political problem. We've got a sin problem. And you know what? There's no, you can't politically correct sin. It has to be annihilated by the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. There is no other cure for it, but I promise you that the blood of Jesus is greater than any sin. The power of the Holy Ghost can deliver you, set you free, and transform your life. Don't matter where you came from, what you've done, who you've been with, the power of God will transform your life. He can change anything and anybody that's willing to come to him. Our message has got to increase. Our message has got to come with power and authority. This is more than three points of poem and a prayer. Are you hearing me, church? This is more than you praying a little three-point prayer and taking a bath in the water. This is about the glory of an almighty God transforming your life, making you brand new, breaking the shackles and the chains that held you bound, rearranging your thinking and rearranging your perception until you begin to think like Christ. That's what this thing's about. God's in the life-changing business. Last time I looked, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Anybody need to be made new tonight? Woo! Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 6. 125 weeks ago, Actually, it would have been 125 weeks and two days. I preached this text in this pulpit at a men's meeting. God said, son, I want you to unleash it tonight. He said, I need a people who are hungry for my presence. I need a people that's gonna do whatever it takes to get my presence. He said, there's been a a church that's operated without my presence, but I'm looking for a people that are going to come after my presence with everything that is on the inside of them. That they're not going to do it their way anymore, but they're going to do it my way. That they're going to have my presence and I'm going to turn it around. I believe God's getting ready to turn some stuff around in the United States of America and around the world. I believe God's about to turn the apple cart right side up. I believe God's about to put some marriages back together. I believe God's about to set some churches on fire. We're going to move out of that seeker-sensitive thing to a flaming, blazing church that's on fire for God, that's preaching the truth without apology or compromise, and you're going to see God's people resurrected. I believe it. I believe God's about to resurrect some families in this room tonight. I believe some of the enemy has tried to rip your families apart. He's tried to annihilate your marriages. He's tried to pull apart your love for one another. And I know that right now it seems irreparable, but I believe the Lord told me tonight, I'm going to heal some marriages in the house tonight. I'm going to heal the marriages of those watching online tonight. God's getting ready to heal broken hearts tonight, to get you past betrayals and do what you could have never done in your own ability. And it's all going to be because of his presence. The Bible said in verse 12 of Second Samuel chapter six, then King David was told, the Lord has blessed Obed-Edom's household and everything he has because the ark of God. Somebody say because of the ark of God. You understand that represented in the Old Covenant the presence of a living God that dwelled between the two uh, cherubims. The Bible said, so David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with a great celebration. After the men who were carrying the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fatted calf. And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Somebody say he danced before the Lord. I wonder if there's any dancers in the building tonight. I wonder if there's any crazy praisers in the building tonight. I just want to anybody that's just willing to let your hair down and just worship God with everything that's on the inside of you tonight. Somebody that's willing to get outside of the cage of religion and just begin to give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the kind of praise he's worthy of because you know where he brought you from, that he reached down in a miry clay that you couldn't get out of and pulled you out, had mercy on you when nobody else would have mercy on you. My God loved you when you were unlovable. You were running in rebellion in somebody's bed. You ought not been, but God showed up. My God, somebody that knows where they came out of. Somebody, your marriage was a wreck and God stepped in the middle of your marriage and put your home back together. Your kids was drunk and on drugs, and they was running headlong to hell, but God stepped in the middle of their destructive journey and brought your kids home. Woo! I'm about somebody got a reason to praise him in the house today. Woo, come on, God, spared your life, brought you out of suicide, put you here tonight. Come on, somebody. Woo. Woo somebody say he danced. Say it one more time, he danced. Boy, oh, I feel it tonight. Woo. somebody gonna dance in here tonight. Somebody just gonna, listen, you ain't gonna need the music tonight. You gonna dance because of who he is. You're not going to dance because you got entertained and the lights were just right and the smoke machines were in the right place. You're going to dance because he pulled you out of hell. You're going to dance because he loved you. You're going to dance because he delivered. You're going to dance. Whoa! My God. I feel it. And the Bible said he danced mightily. I love it. The Bible said he danced with all of his might wearing only a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought the ark of the Lord in with shouts of joy, and they blowed the ram's horns. But the ark of the Lord entered into the city of David. Now watch this. Michal the daughter of Saul looked down upon the wit- looked down from her window, and when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. They brought the ark of the Lord and they set it into place inside the special tent that David had prepared for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings unto the Lord. And when, he, and when he had finished the sacrifices, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. And he gave every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Then all of the people returned to their homes. And when David returned home to bless his own family, because the daughter of Saul came out to him, now watch this to meet him, and said in disgust, "How distinguished the king of Israel looked today! Shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do." And David retorted to Michal, "I was dancing before the Lord." who chose me above your father and all of the fam- and all of his family he appointed me as the leader of Israel the people of the Lord so that I so so I celebrate before the Lord yes i'm willing to look even more foolish than this even to be humiliated in my own eyes Woo. but those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think that i am distinguished so McCall, the daughter of Saul remained childless throughout her entire life. Father, tonight I ask you, wreck this place. Just show up. Show your glory, Lord. God, just do what you do till every person's healed, till every shackle is broken, till every broken heart is healed, till every blind eye is open, God. Father, that every person watching online, God, is set free. That God, the addicts, God, those that are bound, those that are depressed, those that have anxiety, God, do what you do till they are set free and healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen this was david's second attempt to bring the presence of god back to to israel now understand that in his first attempt david was going to bring back the ark by the mannerisms and the and the and the, and the way that others had moved it in a few Years past, they were going to put it on a new cart and they were going to usher it back into Israel. But how many of you know that if you're going to bring the presence of God into a place, you're going to have to bring it the way God says. Now, now, now watch this. They put it on a new cart and everything's going good. And you know, most of us are new cart kind of people. I would have been. If David would have come to me and asked me about bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel, I would have said, throw that thing on a new cart. It's better there than on my shoulders. And see, that's what we want. We want the presence of God, but we want it in a way that's convenient, that fits our lifestyle, that's convenient to our workplace, that's convenient to our family, that works around our children's ball games. Y'all don't want to hear me preach tonight. We want it in a way that it doesn't cost me anything, a way that when it comes, I don't have to forfeit anything. I don't have to sacrifice anything. Let's put this thing on a cart and get this thing back to Israel. Let's get it done and get it done in a hurry. But the problem with that was is the Bible says that when they hit uh, the, the, the threshing floor, that you uh, reached up to touch the ark and stable it, and God killed him. Can I explain something to you? When we try to carry the presence of God any other way than how God has instructed us to carry the presence, people die. Can I tell you something? When you try to create an atmosphere that only the presence of God can create and you try to put on an imitation of what only the presence of a living God can do, people begin to die. The drug addicts begin to die. Our children that are wayward begin to die. Our marriages begin to die because we're doing something different than the way God asks us to do this thing. God never intended to build his church on gimmicks and games. It was intended to be built by the power of the Holy Ghost and the gifts that he's given us. It was meant to be built by the power and authority that God put on the inside of us, not by some trick and some gimmick and some sideshow. He intended for the power of God to show up, deliver and heal and save and break chains and shackles off of people's lives. It was never meant to be built by show. It wasn't meant to be built by entertainment. It was meant to be built by God's power so that when the thing was done, you couldn't praise the preacher, but you had to praise the God in the preacher. Y'all ain't hearing me tonight. So let your light shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That there's supposed to be a work operating on the inside of us that when people see it, they can't praise us. They gotta praise God. Come on, God needs some people that's gonna let him work through them. So David becomes angry because he's killed his friend. God has killed his friend. And he leaves it at Obed-Edom's house, but he decides to go back and somebody say, do it God's way. Do you understand that God's presence is not coming just anyway? It's coming on the shoulders of the priest. Let me say that one more time. The presence of God is coming on the shoulders of the priest. But let me explain something to you. That doesn't mean it's coming on the shoulders of the pastors. Because God didn't say the pastors were the priests. My Bible tells me in the book of Peter that God has called you and I come on a, a holy nation, come on a nation of kings and priests. Revelation says. Are you following me today? See that the, the priests are you and I. We are according to what the word of God says, the kings and the priests that are to carry the presence of the ark. First Peter 2, 9 said, but you're a chosen generation. Somebody say, I'm a chosen generation. Say it again, I'm a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So who's gonna bring in the presence of God? You and I are. Come on, this thing is not coming on the shoulders of a praise team. It's not coming on the shoulders of an entertainment program. It's coming on the shoulders of you and I, and it's our responsibility to usher in the presence of the Lord. No, I didn't say come and wait till you get moved by the music department. I'm talking about coming the door, carrying the presence of God. Woo. See if you got somebody's if you got to come to church and the praise team's got to work you up. That is entertainment, not bringing in the presence. My God. There's too much entertainment in the church. We need people that have come prayed up, worshiped up, praised up, that we walk in the door and the glory. I didn't come to revival. I came to be the revival. I didn't come for the awakening. I came to be the awakening because I've been shut up in a prayer closet, got my praise on Hear me preach. I've been in the prayer calling with my hands lifted, praying in tongues. See, before I ever got here, I done had church in the car. You, y'all ain't hearing me preach. See, there was a glory cloud when I opened the door. Whew. That has highly influenced me. See, y'all don't understand, I was a drug runner and a drug addict before I got saved. In any given time that you would open the door of one of my cars, there would a cloud hit you. But it was not a cloud of glory. It would have been a cloud of something that made you awful high. But can I tell you, when you open my car door now, you're gonna experience another kind of cloud. You're gonna experience a cloud that'll take you higher than anything in the world. My God, there is no high like the most high. I've talked about some people that said, you know what? I'm not a weekend warrior. I'm not here just to be seen at church. I'm worshiping all the time. You see, David said, I can't be the king of a great kingdom and not have the presence of God because I understand that I am the king because of the presence. You see, because David learned something when he was an abandoned boy on the backside of a desert. He learned how to attract the presence of God. Oh, y'all ain't hear me preach. He learned how to attract the presence of God. He learned how on the backside of a desert to get back there and begin to sing melody to God. He didn't have to have a band, a choir. He just began to talk to him. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want her. The Lord leadeth me beside the still waters. And when he got in the presence of God, he found out he could kill some bears and some lions. He learned to live in the presence of God. And when you live in the presence of God, God knows how to find you when somebody else is trying to take your position. Oh, you didn't hear me preach. God knows how to find you because he knows your address. Your address is not 251 US Highway 411. Your address is your praise. God said, I know exactly where David's at. And when they got ready to anoint a king, God said, wait a minute, is there not another? God said, I know where the address of my boy is. Go get him. He's on the backside of a desert. I've been there many times. Somebody say in his presence, I find my purpose. Whoa, y'all ain't hearing me preach. You see, you've been looking for your purpose, but your purpose is found in the presence. That's why you got a bunch of spectators in the church instead of participators because they hadn't been in the presence of God to find their purpose. They've been waiting on a man to validate them when God's been wanting to validate them. Whoa, you've been waiting on a piece of paper from an institution. God said, I want to put my hand on you. My God, I want to ordain you. I want to call you. I want to put purpose in your heart. Woo! What God calls you to do, you won't burn out doing it. I'm going to say that one more time. What God calls you to do, you won't burn out doing it. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. The promise is most of us sound the purpose in a church and we should have got our purpose from God. Mm. See, I love, I love the church. I'm a pastor. But let me tell you what I want in my church. I want in my church some people that found their purpose in God and not in our vision. I want some people because, listen, if you're following my vision, the first time my vision don't look like what you think it ought to look like, you're gonna exit stage left. But if your purpose is in God, you'll be there when the, when the fat lady sings. You'll still be going. Excuse me, I can say that because I'm fat. You do understand, right? I pulled a David Edmondson. Blame it on David. Follow me. I want some people that found their purpose from the presence of God, that on the backside of a desert, God spoke to you. Learn the voice of, of God without any chatter around you because in the presence of God is where he would prepared him to fight his first Philistine giant. And David learned And he found out that in the presence of God, I can kill a giant with a slingshot. I found out that in the presence of God, spears can't touch me. David found out that in the presence of God, I can hide in a cave with a bunch of losers and turn them into mighty men. Oh, y'all don't want to hear me preach today. You see, David found out that if he abided in the presence of God, he found out that Saul and his mighty army couldn't kill him. He didn't even have to fight because in the presence of God, God fights your battles for you. So David said, There's no way that I can be the king without the presence of God. So the first act as a king, besides establishing the throne that God gave him, was go and get the ark. Somebody say you had to get the ark. Now here's the thing about Israel Israel has still been offering sacrifices without the presence. Do you understand that in in Gibeon, they had still offered sacrifices going through the motion, and the presence of God wasn't there. They were satisfied with a Saul's kingdom and no presence. Can I tell you the church has been satisfied with having a man's kingdom with no presence of God. We go through the motions, we preach our sermons, we sing our songs, we do our programs but there is no presence. That's why that they come in addicts and leave addicts. That's why we've got pews full of sipping saints. That's why we don't have people getting delivered and healed and marriage getting restored. That's why we gotta have more divorce recovery classes than we do marriage classes. Y'all don't want to hear me preach tonight because we're no different than the world. We just got different programs. And that's why we got people that spend, that, 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 that has to come and confess, hi, I'm Lance Johnson, I'm a drug addict. And they're always wondering if that thing's going to catch up with them next week. I'm going to park right there. We're going to stay a while. They're going to always, when they get married, and they go to their the spouse, their wife's always wondering, I wonder if he's going to go back to drinking again. I wonder if he's going to be an addict again. And they live in fear. They can't plan. They can't prepare for a life of freedom and liberty because they're always wondering, is it going to happen again? Always wondering, is she going to cheat on me? Always wondering, is, is she going to cheat on me like she cheated on the one that she left me for? Because we have church without the presence. Because we have religious institutions that make sacrifices, but there's no presence there. That's why we got people that are praying sinners' prayers, but there is no regeneration. That's why salvation doesn't mean anything to the average Christian. Because to them, all it was, was they prayed a three-point prayer and they got a bath. And there's no transformation but you've got to understand when the presence of God shows up let me tell you addicts aren't addicts anymore child molesters are not child molesters anymore murderers are not murderers anymore liars are not liars anymore cheaters are not cheaters anymore for he who the son sets free is free indeed God What happened to the power of rebirth? What happened to the power that gets a four four day old dead man out of a grave? Well, that was Jesus, Pastor. Well, we don't have the presence and that's why you got a bunch of non-Bible reading preachers. Because my Bible tells me that the same works he did shall I do in greater because he goes to the Father. My Bible didn't tell me I'm supposed to move from from raising the dead to healing the sick to entertaining the saints. My Bible tells me that I'm to walk even as he walked. I want to know where the power's at. If you find me a church where the presence is at, I'll show you a church where the power's at. I'll show you a church where marriages are getting healed, where drug addicts are getting set free, where alcoholics are getting delivered from their bondages. I will show you a church where depression is fleeing and sick bodies are being healed. Somebody say, give me his presence. See, David knew how to get his presence. David learned how to dance on the backside of a desert. See, he he began to understand that all I got to do to have the presence of God is I got to celebrate him for who he is. I just see, you can't celebrate him for who he is if you don't know who he is. We know the one that many people have projected through their sermons, but do we know the true and the living God? Mm, We know the church's version, but I'm gonna ask you, do you know him? We have a relationship and a love affair with church. And we need a relationship and a love affair with Jesus. The church is just a tool. Do you hear me? The church is just a tool. I don't love my church. I love Jesus. And because I love Jesus, I love the people in my church. Institutions are institutions, but God made you, and he made you special because you're his temple. Whoa! if I say I love God, then I gotta love you because you became his temple. Y'all hear me preach today. See, because I'm in love with the king, not an institution. And see, many people are living the image of a church institution instead of the image of the living God. God didn't create you to be like the Baptist, the Methodist, the Presbyterian, the Lutherans, or the Catholics or anybody else. God created you in his own image. And the problem is we can't reflect what we can't see. We've seen our institution, but we need to see our Father. Woo! Because I got in the prayer closet, got my praise on. I got in the prayer closet, got my worship on. Didn't need you to entertain me. Just got right down on my knees, lifted my hands, began to lift my voice. God, you are my redeemer, my strength and my strong tower. You are my prince of peace. You are my fortress and my shield. You are my way maker where there's Sheba thought to be a way. I'm writing my own praise song. I'm down here just talking to the king. Somebody say, go write my own song. Yeah, you were my deliverer because you showed up in the club that night, God. I thank you that you delivered me right out of the club. I thank you, God, that you broke the bondages off my life. I thank you, God, that you drove the demons out of my life. I thank you that you've been my provider. Lord, I worship you. You've been the healer and the counselor of my marriage. Woo! Come on, got a love song, a praise. David found out in the presence of God, demons flee. All he had to do was strum that harp a few times and Saul's demon had to go. See, David learned about the presence of God, that in the presence of God, miracles start happening. Where is, where is the church's ministry of casting out demons? My worship ought to make them get unnerved. My praise ought to cause the demons to start trembling. Y'all not hearing me preach tonight. I see people wrestle with devils for 30 minutes at a time. I see y'all to shut up, hollering, and just start praising. Sometimes it ain't the hollering that scares the devil. It's the presence that comes from our praise. Can I tell you something? The enemy doesn't fear people. He fears the God in people. He is not intimidated by your screaming. He is intimidated by the presence of the holy God that lives on the inside of you. The one who on the cross at Calvary made an open spectacle out of him. Oh, it got quiet in here. Can I tell you, you can't have a deliverance ministry till you got a praise ministry. (laughs) Because I found out that people that praise him walk in his presence. Let me tell you, people that praise him are fertile people. And people that despise radical praisers, guess what they are? They're barren. They're barren. They don't produce. And I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about produce other Christians. That's why all we do is swapping church members with people. You get in the presence of God, you'll be a soul winning church. By God. You'll start having folks come from from the outside saying, y'all folks cast out demons? Can I get saved here? Come on, your drug dealer down the street, go walk up in your church and say, I heard I could get delivered here. Because there's an anointing that transforms life. I'm going to say this in closing. I'm going to say this. Y'all want to come? Come on. I want you to hear what I'm about to tell you. Say this with me in the presence of God. Say it with me in the presence of God. How did David get the presence of God? He started praising him. Let me tell you, let me tell you you don't believe you say that's old covenant preacher. Let me show you about a man named Paul and a man named Silas. They were beaten nearly to death. They're tied up in shackles and chains and laying in their own blood. They're in bondage in the inner cell of the prison. This is new covenant, baby. They born again, Holy Ghost filled. They tied up in the prison, waiting on the gallows in the morning. They gonna execute them and cut their head off. Paul begins to sing hymns and melody to God in his heart. He began to praise him right there in the middle of his pain. Hallelujah, God. You are faithful. I don't know about have sung amazing grace, but all I know, is he started praising God. And when he started praising God, God walked in that prison and sat down. My nah, God. Chains started shaking. Chains started breaking. Y'all don't want to hear me preach. Prison doors started opening. Woo! The, 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 the jailman was outside about to fall on a sword and kill himself. See, because when you start praising him, God gonna show up in your house. God gonna show up in your marriage. God gonna show up in your children's life. God gonna show up in your living room. God's gonna show up in your church because you got some crazy praise. I'm gonna go a step further. I'm sorry. Help me. Pray for me. I gotta tell you about a woman who was a notorious sinner. She was a, she was, excuse me, can I say whore? She was a loose woman and a notorious one at that. We would have called her a prostitute in our day. She was a lady of the night. And she was a notorious sinner, so notorious that the, that, the, that the religious man of that day, whose house she broke into, by the way, she was not invited. She just heard Jesus was there and she barges into this religious man's house, and he says to himself, if the man talking about Jesus were a prophet, he'd know what kind of woman this was. Come on, somebody say, she had a sin problem. Say it with me, she had a serious sin problem. A woman with a serious sin problem runs into a religious man's house, falls down at the feet of Jesus, nose to toe, right there where the toe jam is. You do understand that they did not wash feet in the Bible for religious purposes. They did it because they had done walked through some camel poo. Don't look at me that way. They had done been walking through all kind of feces and dirt and crime, and they didn't have nothing on but a pair of sandals. Y'all don't want to hear me. And this woman comes in, jerks her hair down, and gets so close to his stinky feet that her hair will wrap around his feet. And she takes her alabaster box full of her ointment. It was a year's worth of salary. She doesn't get it out and carefully sprinkle it on his feet. She breaks the box. Say if I'm gonna worship Him, I'm gonna worship Him with everything inside of me. If I'm gonna dance, I'm gonna dance with everything inside of me. If I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna shout with everything inside of me. I don't care if you think that I'm, I'm, I'm undistinguished or not I'm just going to praise you with everything woman thy sins which are many are forgiven oh God you want to get delivered you just start praising him because when you start praising him you listen to me addiction is going to melt out of your life like butter in a hot skillet Do you understand me? When you start praising him right in the middle of your your cancer treatments, cancer cells are going to dissipate right out of your body because in the presence of God, miracles begin to happen. You praise him right in the middle of your divorce with your divorce papers in hand and begin to worship God and watch him tear those papers up. My God. You begin to praise him. Let me tell you what depression and anxiety do. It's going to leave you. That spirit of suicide is going to flee from you. Them demons that's been tormenting you, you get your praise on, they go pack their luggage, and they're going to leave and never come back. Somebody say, get your praise on. Come on, somebody say, get your praise on. Because this praise brings his presence. The church has lost the passion of praise. We don't listen. They dance at a Madonna concert. I'm not just talking about dancing at the sake the music's good. I'm talking about dancing because of who he is. I'm talking about shouting because of who he is. I'm not talking about they, they sang my favorite song and I got on my little church Pentecostal thing. I'm talking about I got a crazy dance because he is my resurrection and my life. I got a dance song because he healed my marriage. I got a dance song because he loved me when I was unlovable. He was my rock and my fortress, my shield and my strength, my strong power. Whoa! He's my shepherd, don't need to dope no more. He's my shepherd, don't need to get high no more because I've done drink some living water. My God. The presence of the Lord is in this place. <laughs> but it's the presence of the Lord in your life. Did you listen to me tonight? Nothing in the world will make religious people more mad than you get your praise on. Let me just tell you this while you're standing. Go ahead and stand with me all over the house. I got got to tell you this story. And I promise you it won't be long. But you need to hear this. I was just a young drug addict, alcoholic, got saved. Radically saved. Went into a traditional institutional church. Got the left foot of fellowship pretty quick. I quit before they throwed me out, if you don't know the truth. I got my tent out. I went and put it up across from the biggest bar in our county. Put it right up in the middle of the most redneck, mm -hmm, most honky-tonk place I could find where I knew there was drugs, drunkenness, sexual immorality, and adultery. And I put it up right across the road and I started preaching. This is the God's truth. When we put the tent stakes in the ground, we put it on cut cut slate. I I beat tent stakes in the ground till my hands poured blood right beside me was a little girl named Lisa Halbert. She was about that tall. She had another sledgehammer. She was pounding tent stakes. See, anybody and everybody that would help, we just wouldn't preach Jesus to the ones that nobody else wanted. i just quit my church. I told them at the end of that tent meeting, all them people got saved. They were coming. I don't know how they, but they got saved. They stacked up, lined up. On Saturday night, I said, I'm going to have church in here in the morning. We're going to start a church. I want to be a part of it. Show up a 11 o'clock Sunday morning we're going to have church right here we're going to start a church that's what we did we started a church we moved in a basement we had a few services we bought some land got a double wide trailer move that double wide trailer on those 10 acres or 15 acres 18 acres whatever it was the land 17 acres of land that we bought with no money anybody ever done that now I've got a point please bear with me I promise you this is important for you to hear we moved that double wide trailer in I said, God, give me the ones nobody else in the world wants. I want the ones that the world and the church has rejected. We were in there cleaning out the the bathroom in that little double-wide trailer, and I knew I was in the right right place doing the right thing because in the pea trap of the men's bathroom was a bag of marijuana. I said, God, I'm in the right place. I picked that bag of marijuana, and I poured it down that pea trap. And I said, God, in this place, sinners are going to be set free. First service. Wait a minute. First service. We were a good traditional church. First service, I called a friend of mine from Virginia. His name was Landon Spradlin. He's with Jesus today. He was one of my best friends in the whole world. He's he's with Jesus right now because of COVID-19. But listen to what I'm about to tell you. And he didn't leave because of COVID. He left because it was his time. And I can tell you that, that, that he was a man of faith and a man of power. I called Landon and I said, Landon, I said, God told me we're supposed to dance in our church. I said, I don't want no dead traditional music. I want to dance. I want people praising all over the house. Now, here's the testimony. Landon came to that night. All we had was a keyboard. He programmed that keyboard. He got back there to play and trying to get everybody up. And praise the Lord. Would not have a soul nowhere. He programmed to hit that key on that keyboard, got out from behind that thing and started dancing all over the front of the church. I didn't have but about eight families and five of them got up and walked out. God sat down in that little double wide trailer with a little country boy preacher. Didn't know nothing, didn't know church, didn't know church protocol. People started coming from everywhere. The greeters were two bikers, beards down to here and hair down to here. You think I'm lying, I'm telling you the truth. People started getting saved. People started jumping the interstate fences, trying to get to the building because they couldn't find it from the interstate and they started climbing over fences people started coming people would get there and get under conviction and it was wild I mean it was rocking wild people dancing worshiping God place full of drug addicts been set free people come out of homosexuality people coming out of all kind of of sexual immorality they're getting saved everywhere because people's praising God radically everywhere we're giving three and four altar calls every church service y'all not hearing me preach that thing grew and grew and grew till we had churches all over North Georgia and the United States. Churches all over Ghana, West Africa, Nigeria. God just moved supernaturally because people got saved. Until people started going, we don't need all that dancing. We're running people off. Y'all are just a little too crazy. Need to tone it down just a little bit, Pastor. If you would just calm down that one crazy lady, you know, the one that waves the flags and runs up and down the halter. If you would just calm it down just a little bit, that maybe my friends might come and stay. Let me tell you what you do when you start despising the praisers. You become barren and lives stop being changed, miracles stop happening because we're more worried about what people think than what God thinks. Give me a praise in church. Give me somebody that knows what it's like to throw your hands up in the air when the music's bad, when it's not going well. Get your dance on just because. He's your king. Here's what we're going to do. There's some of you in this room, you in need of a miracle. Some of you came through these doors. Your marriage needs healing. God needs to change everything in your life. Let me explain something to you. In that that pool right there. In that pool right there. Let me tell you what's going to happen tonight. You're going to get your praise on, not because your marriage is perfect, because your life is perfect, but because the God you're seeking is perfect. And you're going to walk in there, not entertained by the music department, but you're going to walk in there full of praise unto your deliverer, your healer, your marriage counselor, and your provider. Woo! When you start praising him, God's going to touch that situation, that marriage, that home, that family, that, that addiction, and God's going to change it forever. This is your night for a miracle. The presence of God is in this place. The question is, are you ready for the presence of God in your life? Because in his presence, God will change it all. In his presence, God will turn it around. In his presence, God will resurrect it. In his presence, God will raise you up. I'm going to ask you right here, right quick. Bow your heads with me all over the building. I need. Listen, I need you praisers. Keep praising. I need every radical praiser. Keep praising. I need you to praise right now. I need every person in this room. If you're here tonight and you would say to me, Pastor, I have not saved. I am not born again. If I die right now, I am not ready to meet Jesus. I want you right where you are, at the count of three to raise your hands. I want you to get them high. I don't want you to listen. I don't want you to be ashamed. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be intimidated. If you're here today and you're ready to be born again, raise those hands, one, two, three, raise them high. Raise them high, raise them high, raise them high. you turn
1: them high. Glory. You're the only one who Yes, Lord. Woo. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. Yes, he does. You turn seas into high.
5: person in the sound of my voice if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ right now is your Savior or if you're back and away from God you know that right now you're not where want you to be I want you right now as quickly as you can to get out from behind your seat and come right here come on right now come on you raised your hand just a moment ago I need you to come come on come on every person right now come on you're ready to get it right with God tonight you're ready to leave your past behind you're ready for God to transform your life come on come on come on come on come on come on if you're watching online make a make an altar right there where you are Come on, come on. Come on, there's some others. You raise your hand, come on. Come on, you need to get it right tonight. Woo! Can I get some of our altar team? Come on, brother. Come on home, man. Come on home, brother. Come on home, there's others. You need to come on right now. I know it in my heart of hearts. Some of you need to let go of it. Come on. Woo! going to pray for you. Some altar workers are going to come in just a moment and they're going to pray with you and lead you. But I'm going to pray for you right now. Repentance didn't start when I start praying. It started when you walked down that aisle because you said yes to the Holy Spirit that started speaking to you. Father, I thank you that your son's come home. God, I thank you tonight that the power of the Holy Spirit is transforming his life right now. That the blood of Jesus is washing him. That God, today you're making him a brand new creation. That God, the shackles and the chains, the pain, the shame is leaving in the name of Jesus. And tonight God, you're making him brand new. That tonight God, that every burden that's tried to weigh him down, God is leaving him in the name of Jesus. Lord, the hurt that has been afflicted upon him, the anger and the frustration, God, that has tried to overtake him. God, tonight he's loose from it in the name of Jesus. Father, tonight your daughter's coming home to your arms. God, tonight, Father, you're washing her and bathing her in the blood of your son tonight. That God, that all the guilt, all the pain, all the shame, God, is being removed right now and God, that the power of the Holy Ghost, God, is beginning the transformation. God, that you're regenerating and recreating, God, that you're giving her and transforming her mind till she has the mind of Christ, God. Lord, I thank you for the miracle that's happening right now. I thank you, God, that when he left that chair, God, he left his past behind. And God, when he let go, that he left some stuff behind and he's coming to you for a new creation for a new beginning, for an open door, God. And God, I thank you that I hear the sound of a door slamming. And that door that's slamming is not the door to your future. That door that's slamming is the door of your past. God said, I'm shutting it, and it's not gonna follow you into the future that I prepared for you. Woo, some people aren't coming with you. Some things are not coming with you. But most of all the pain's not coming with you because tonight God's healing every scar, every wound. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for the transformation. I thank you for the regeneration. And I thank you for the miracle right now. As you take your your seat on the throne of his life right now in Jesus name. Jesus is taking his throne. On the seat of your heart right now. On the throne of your heart right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. That, God, you set him aside for your glory right now. God, that you're setting him aside for your purpose right now. That, God, that today he is set apart a peculiar, set apart a sanctified child for your glory. That God, that he'll live the rest of his life radically for you. God sold out, hand to the plow to never look back. God, thank you for the redeeming blood of the lamb and for the transforming power of the Holy Ghost. God baptized him in the Holy Ghost and fire. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that fire tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for that fire tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Altar workers, if you would, tonight come and minister right here. Church, here's what we're going to do. Pastor, for all those who have been baptized right here, right here for those who want to be baptized, is that? Pastor Todd's going to come. Listen, he's going to come and direct you for those that are ready to get into the water. But listen, as soon as Pastor Todd does that, we're going to be in the altar ready to minister. Let me tell you something.
2: The presence of the Lord is so strong in this place. Can you sense his presence? Listen closely because we're not anywhere near done tonight. We're not anywhere near done. If you have to leave, we understand it. But this, Bishop, look at me, Bishop. This is one of those services that is an access point and a shifting. We're going to begin to sing this, songs, this song in just a moment. We're going to break out in some really crazy praise. I want you to let it go. Come on, it's a Sunday night. Come on now, somebody. It's a Sunday night. You're not at your church. Nobody's going to text and tell them how bad and crazy you're acting. You just let it go here in a few moments. But I feel that there are folks in this room that did not respond when Bishop said, I'm away from God, and I need to get right with the Lord. With every eye open and every head looking around, if that is you tonight, I'm to, you've been saying, Lord, if they'll give me one more opportunity, one more opportunity, one more chance. I really feel this spinning in my spirit that there are few others, many others that need to come. Guys, this is the time that the church gets right, is moments like this. This is where everything changes in your world. And so if this is you, if this is that moment that you said, you know what, I'm not completely right with God, but I want to get right with God. I'm going to count to three and I want you to, I want you to come and then before you do that, I want you to lift up your hands as high as you can because I want to see it. If you're here and say, Todd, I'm that person. I'm that person. I said, God, if they'll do it one more time, I'd go one, two, three, lift your hand. I want to see anybody in the room, 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 any, I, see it, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. Now what I want you to do, I want you to have boldness right now. If you can't do it in front of a church people, there's no way you're going to do it in front of your school, in front of your classmates, in front of the office. I'm going to ask you to get down here as quickly as you can right now. Come on, church. Let's do right, right there, right there, right there, right there. Come on now. Come on right here, right now, right now. You've been away from God. This is your moment. This is your season. Come on. This is your mom. This is your time right here, right now, right now, right now. Yeah. All right. All of those that are waiting to be baptized, letter A's. Here's what I need you to do. We're going to come up, I believe it is right over here, Joseph. If you're letter A, I'm going to ask you to come as quickly as you can up this, up these steps. Uh, is that right, Andy? Am I doing that right? Up these steps and calling over here to my left and to your right is going to take care of you. And then we're going to be calling letter B's. If you have not registered to be baptized, if you've not registered to be baptized, there is Miss Sherry Potts right there at the back door. If you want to be baptized, we're going to baptize until midnight tonight. We'll wait on you. There's no hurry tonight. If you want to be baptized, go see Miss Sherry. You can register. We'll get you up here as quick as we possibly can. Praise the Lord! Come on, let's worship the Lord right now. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, come on, come down to the front. Come on to the front. Let's worship. Come on. Come on. Fill these altars. Yes. right now in this sanctuary people are lined up to be baptized it's going to be a remarkable night bishop les Johnson just brought the house down with the word of god i'm telling you i wish you could be here right now this type of atmosphere in such a long, long time. It's always been good. The glory of God has been here. But right now, there's just another level as we're releasing praise to the Lord, Karen. And I don't want you to go anywhere tonight. Stay tuned in because you're gonna see the fire of God in the water. I'm telling you, we're gonna give you testimonies and some interviews in just a few moments. Amazing.
4: It's hard to put into words what's happening, but you can just get a good indication. Just look around. Back behind us, we're getting ready for baptism, but I'm telling you, people are pressing in. It is a different atmosphere here in Dawsonville. If you have not been, come and join us, but you know what, it, it can go through this television screen. It can go right into your living room. You just need to reach out and just join us this way. If you can't join us in person, join us this way. The Lord wants to touch you tonight. He is here. Yeah,
2: we're not going to talk much longer because we just want you to be enraptured by the worship tonight But let me tell you a couple things before we go back into the praise and worship one Do whatever you have to do to get to Dawsonville. I know the COVID thing. It seems to be spiking But there is a move of God that is happening We can no longer shut down churches That are the hope of the world We've got to come out and preach the full kingdom of the gospel. Come to Dawsonville. Our hotels fill up every weekend. People that are here from all over the country, make your plans to get here. I promise you, Jesus will meet you in worship, in the preaching, and also in the water. So do that. August the 8th is a great weekend. 8th, 9th, and 10th, David Hogan's going to be here. You don't want to miss that. Men's Conference, register. Register for the men's conference at cfchurch.tv. And then our pastors and leaders conference, John Kilpatrick, Karen, David Giamona. You don't want to miss this at all. Register at cfchurch.tv. Karen, the atmosphere is dynamic.
4: It's unbelievable. People are pressing in. They're seeking the Lord. They know that praise is the way into the presence. I mean, it's happening here. I don't know what else to say. Let's just enjoy the
2: worship. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to tell our people back in the studio that we're just going to, you and I are going to sign off. Let's just enjoy the worship. God bless you. We love you. Look forward to seeing you in Dawsonville. Come on, let the spirit of the Lord fill your living room. Let him touch you. Come on, get up on your feet. He's turning graves into gardens. Let him minister to you in your praise. Your healing will come. His presence will fill the room. Come on, trust Him. Do something you've never done before. Lift your hands. Tap your feet. Begin to jump. Dance. Twirl around. Do like David did. It'll grab the attention of the Lord. Come on, worship
1: Him. God bless you. We love you.